Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is our Titans reporter for A to Z Sports.com, Sam Phelan. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media because we are Nashville's on demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter timeline. And also hit us up on Instagram and TikTok for more Titans coverage. Uh, we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you. Like Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your new uh, car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or simply at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, plus Farm Bureau Health Plans. Uh, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That means better coverage rates and service. Learn more about a health plan for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. So, Sam, a lot has happened this week around the quarterback position for the Tennessee Titans. We'll discuss Lamar Jackson updates probably tomorrow on a Thursday. We'll discuss a couple mock drafts that came out earlier in this week uh, later on today in the show. But got to start with Mike Vrabel at NFL owners meetings in Phoenix area uh, on Monday when he met with the media and was asked about the current situation at quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. Of course, you know, I mean, of course we do. And that's, you know, we're, we're in March. We're continuing to build a, a football team, the best football team we can. And Ryan's healthy. He's getting healthy. I would say that, you know, he's putting work in. It's been good to see him around the building. Um, so, yeah. You know, we always expect that. But to, to make predictions, I think I've been through this last year. I'm not going to commit to anybody being on roster on September. You know what I mean? I just, I, I've seen it change too quickly. And, of course, that, you know, we want Ryan as our quarterback and everybody else that's helped us win. Like, that's what we want. That question, the yeah. question, Austin, do you expect Ryan to be your starting quarterback in September if things go according to plan? That's what Paul Kaharski asked Mike Vrabel. Austin, your reaction to the Titans head coach and what he had to say at the NFL owners meetings. Well, I thought it was interesting. Uh, you know, yes, they want Ryan Tannehill to be the quarterback, but, you know, don't commit to something in March or April that will happen in September if you really don't truly know. And I thought... Sam, you had a great perspective, too, uh, with an article you, you were putting together for A2ZSports.com about learning his lesson from last spring with the A.J. Brown situation, which is very clear. Mike Vrabel was very open and not exactly vague with things can change, and I learned that, that things can change very quickly. So I thought that was a smart way to approach it by the Titans head coach. Yeah, I think it's the right answer, right? You don't want to commit to anything too early into the offseason. You want to see how things play out, what opportunities present themselves. And as I wrote about in that article you're talking about, like Mike Vrabel was on the Rich Eisen show this time last year, putting to bed any and all rumors that the Titans could potentially trade A.J. Brown, saying, well, as long as uh, he's not going to be traded, as long as I'm the head coach here, as long as I'm coaching, I want him on my football team. And that looked pretty bad on um, um, both Mike Vrabel and the Titans a month later when AJ was traded to the Philadelphia Eagles on draft night. So Mike Vrabel knows firsthand how quickly things can change during the NFL offseason. That's relationships between a team and a player. That's uh, opportunities in both the draft and free agency and the trade market and otherwise. That is the needs of other teams around the league. These things are constantly changing. And so as those things change, it's probably in the best interest of the team to uh, approach it in a non-committal way like Mike is at this point in the offseason. Yeah, for sure. And so that was uh, Monday. So again, you would love for Ryan Tannehill to be the quarterback, and that is the plan. And then all of a sudden, mock drafts start coming out for the week. And we see, uh, you know, this time of year, mock draft Monday is not just a fun alliteration thing. It's, it's a real thing that uh, media outlets that cover the NFL and cover the NFL draft uh, continue to put out mock drafts each and every week. And I think, you know, chronologically, the first one that crossed our paths, Sam, was this from 
pro football focus of the Tennessee Titans moving up to number eight to go get Will Levis. This come comes from Brad Spielberger of pro football focus. Tennessee trades number 11, their second round pick number 41 overall in a 2024 second round pick and Atlanta gets uh, the Titans to number eight Chicago at ninth overall and Philly at 10th overall prime trade down spots as well. So this isn't Tennessee's, uh, jumping ahead of teams that need a quarterback necessarily. It's them boxing out teams like New England, Washington, and Tampa Bay to go get quarterback Will Levis. So that's the first one that came across our timeline. Sam, any quick thoughts on that? We'll talk more at length about the, the mock later on, but any quick thoughts on that one there? Well, interesting that it wasn't just a quarterback, but it was the Titans being aggressive in a trade for a quarterback. I mean, if you're moving up to go get Will Levis, the thought would be you like him a lot. Now, Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthon were both at Will Levis's pro day in, uh, in Lexington. Uh, so they went and saw the Kentucky quarterback throw, saw what he has to uh, bring to the table. But yeah, if you're being that aggressive in the draft, you are certainly... Uh, let's say high on where Will Levis is on your big board. So I, I think it surprised me more that they were trading up to go get him than the fact that the mock draft just had them selecting a quarterback. Yeah. So again, more buzz around the Titans and drafting a quarterback after Mike Vrabel said what he said was this coming from ESPN's Mike Tannenbaum, who we've talked a lot about over the last uh, few weeks the Titans staying at 11, this on ESPN.com, and taking quarterback from Florida, Anthony Richardson. And Tannenbaum says, Tannehill turns 35 years old in July, uh, and the early returns on 2022 third-rounder Malik Willis have, haven't been encouraging. Agreed. Uh, the Titans make a lot of sense for Richardson. He has compelling upside, but needs more time to develop, and Tennessee wouldn't have to rush him with Tannehill under contract for another year. So, we're going to talk a lot about these two quarterbacks in particular later on in the show, Sam. But the interesting aspect is Mike Vrabel is saying what he said about Ryan Tannehill. And then on the same day and the day after, you've got NFL mock drafts going out from Pro Football Focus and uh, from ESPN.com having the Titans taking a quarterback either at 11 or moving up to go get a quarterback. And so I think that's where we want to start. Let's ask you guys this question. I'll play the Mike Vrabel video one more time because the question is going to be centered around what Mike Vrabel said, right? And that question is, do you buy or sell what Mike Vrabel said this week about Ryan Tannehill? Do you buy or sell what Mike Vrabel said this week about Ryan Tannehill? Before we get to your answers, let's hear from the head coach one more time from Monday. Of course, you know, I mean, of course we do. That's, you know, we're, we're in March. We're continuing to build a, a football team, the best football team we can. And Ryan's healthy. He's getting healthy. I would say that, you know, he's putting work in. It's been good to see him around the building. Um, so, yeah, you know, we always expect that. But to, to make predictions, I think I've been through this last year. I'm not going to commit to anybody being on roster on September. You know what I mean? That just... I've seen it change too quickly. And, of course, that, you know, we want Ryan as our quarterback and everybody else that's helped us win. Like, that's what we want. Almost two parts to this, Austin, on yep. the comments from Mike Vrabel. Because buy and sell what Mike Vrabel had to say about Ryan Tannehill, that is both, one, the Titans uh, ideally or expect him to be the starting quarterback. Uh, in September, he said, of course, we do. So do you buy that they, of course, expect him to be the starting quarterback? And then number two, do you buy that they're not committing to anybody on the roster at this point? So it's yeah. kind of a two-parter. But uh, Mike Vrabel's looked like he struggled with that for a minute, maybe. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so let's get to your comments here in a second. Do you buy or sell what Mike Vrabel said uh, this week about Ryan Tannehill? But first, let me tell you guys, about our friends at Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go uh, for your new ride. If you're looking for a new car, make them a part of your process. Our friend Payne Bone 
in Lebanon does a fantastic job with the team he's assembled at Wilson County Hyundai to help you get the right car for you for the right financial situation, the right needs, whatever your financing needs to be. They will help you out if you have a vehicle you're trying to trade in. They will also uh, help you out with that trade-in option there. They've got 0% uh, financing coming up, APR financing, for several models of Hyundais at Wilson County Hyundai, including the Sonata, the Santa Fe, and the Tucson. Uh, They also have the Palisade that you see there on the right side of the graphic that is a third-row SUV that is absolutely phenomenal and has all the luxury that you're looking for uh, in a big-time SUV right there at Wilson County Hyundai. So go see them in Lebanon or at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. BetMGM is the king of sports books, and you can enjoy all of your favorite sports like never before when you sign up using the sign-up code ATOZ Sports and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, when you register with BetMGM, you get access to a wide selection of uh, live betting options, parlay selection features, player props, daily boosted odds specials, so much more. It's all at your fingertips with BetMGM. You know, we're kind of approaching, uh, you know, the end of the NCAA tournament. We've got Major League Baseball right around the corner. It's a good time to get on BetMGM. So if you do it, make sure you use that sign-up code. That's A-T-O-Z Sports and up to $1,000 back on your first bet. Uh, if it does not hit, that's the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app. All right, Sam, so we're reacting to the quarterback buzz around the Titans this week uh, with Mike Vrabel saying that they would love for Ryan Tannehill to be the quarterback, but they can't really commit to anything in the spring uh, when it comes to the roster in September. So asking you guys the question, and Sam, I'll send you to the chat here in a second. Do you buy or sell what Mike Vrabel said this week about Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill uh, so, you know, learning from the A.J. Brown situation. So, Sam, what's the chat saying there on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch? Is the chat buying or selling? Uh, let's see. Chris Frazier selling, saying both. Steven says sell. It's a trap. <laughs> Xavier is going to buy. Jamar's going to sell. What, hold on. Time out. What is What is saying both to buy or sell mean? Does that mean you just don't do anything? Well, it's a two-parter that we went over. So maybe Chris says, you know, he's buying part of it. He's selling part of it. Maybe he believes uh, that Mike Vrabel wants Ryan Tannehill to be the quarterback, but selling the fact that they're not committed yet. That could be. I'm trying to look out for my guy, Chris, here. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know what that means. If if you're buying and selling, what happens? You're just flipping it, you're buying it, and then selling it for more? Yeah. Is that that your – He just flipped uh, Mike Vrabel's comments and received the profit Yes, completely. That's a good one. Exactly. uh, (laughs) True Nashvilleian Chris Frazier just flipping (laughs) stuff for profit. Jamar's going to sell. Rooney's going to buy. Jason is going to buy, says Tannehill will be the quarterback. Scott says buy. Uh, Ken's going to buy it at a discount. So again, uh, <laughs> hunting for those bargains and those deals here. Yeah. Uh, Honky Tonk's going to sell. Steven's going to sell. Eric's going to sell. Uh, Curtis is going to sell. Buy if it means we are in love with uh, Will Levis. Sell, says Devin. He's being political. Buy, says Alex. Uh, sell, says Guy. What else was he supposed to say? Caleb Meadows says sell. Vrabel looks comfortable with the current state of the team. Uh, so wouldn't that be a buy? I think that'd be a buy. If he's comfortable with how things yeah. are and he wants Ryan Tannehill's the quarterback, that's a buy. Because yeah, he says agree. we are would be very happy with him as the quarterback. That's the expectation. Um, Jonathan's going to buy. He didn't make a commitment one way or another. Uh, sell, but uh, with his ego, I don't know. Uh, buy, says Bork. Sell, says tighten up. Sell, says Nathaniel. Jay Sean's going to buy. John's going to sell. Matt's going to buy. Josh is going to buy. 60 Hustle's going to sell. Kenneth Davidson's going to buy. What is he supposed to say after last year? Stephen Bennett's going to buy. We're pretty split here. David's a sell. Charles is a sell. Uh, We got more sells coming in. So pretty split down the middle. Austin, are you buying Mike Vrabel's comments here? Yeah, so I do think it's interesting. I, I think Mike Vrabel approached this conversation and this topic this offseason smarter and more experienced than the one last year. Because if you think about it, the A.J. Brown trade saga was the first time Mike Vrabel's Titans had been in a situation where you don't really 
go with what was expected, right? Like they didn't expect to lose AJ and all of a sudden the things changed and you had to do something or they felt they had to do something and they did it. I, I think I buy what Mike Vrabel is saying. I think here's how I translate Mike Vrabel. I'm going to play the comment one more time and then I'm going to translate it into how I interpret uh, what the Titans head coach is saying. So here was Mike Vrabel again uh, with Paul Kaharski's question in there from NFL owners meetings on Monday. Of course, you know, I mean, of course we do. Uh, that's, you know, we're, we're in March. We're continuing to build a, a football team, the best football team we can. And Ryan's healthy. He's getting healthy. I would say that, you know, he's putting work in. It's been good to see him around the building. Um, so, yeah, you know, we always expect that. But to, to make predictions, I think I've been through this last year. I'm not going to commit to anybody being on roster on September. You know what I mean? I just, I, I've seen it change too quickly. And, of course, that, you know, we want Ryan as our quarterback and everybody else that's helped us win. Like, that's what we want. Here's my interpretation of that comment <clears throat> here, Sam. <clears throat> the Titans and Mike Vrabel like everything about Ryan Tannehill, how he approaches uh, the profession, how he approaches the position, how he approaches his leadership, what he does around the facility, his work ethic, his craft. They like everything about Ryan Tannehill. They've also won a, uh, a lot of regular season games uh, and a couple playoff games with Ryan Tannehill as the starting quarterback. And they like that. They think that can still work. But Mike Vrabel also wants to keep the door open for the better option or the right option. And the right option doesn't necessarily mean competing for the division in 2023 if it sets this team up the right way for Mike Vrabel's second five years as the Titans head coach. And so I think, they would be super comfortable with Ryan Tannehill being the guy for one more year. But yeah, if the right thing comes along, whether that's Lamar Jackson, whether that's Will Levis, whether that's Anthony Richardson, whether that's somebody else that I didn't name, that they are willing to do that and they are flexible enough to do that because of Ryan Tannehill's contract where they can save $27 million after June 1st if they feel like it. That's my interpretation. So I buy what he's saying. I am buying it uh, all day long. I am going to have to like kind of do the buy and sell thing because okay. I think it, it depends on what piece of Mike Vrabel's comment you're, you're buying into here. Like, do I believe the Titans are happy or okay with Ryan Tannehill being the starting quarterback? Yes, I buy that. Do I believe that the Titans are not committing to anybody on the roster at this point in time? Yes, I buy that. Do I believe that, of course, we expect Ryan to be the starter or that they want Ryan at quarterback? No, I, I don't. And the reason why is because you have to raise the standard. I think they recognize that. I think they also recognize it might not be possible this this year, this offseason cycle, but that the change needs to happen eventually. So I agree with you, Austin. This will depend on the opportunities that become presented to the Titans. Any opportunity to move on from Ryan Tannehill at quarterback will not happen between now and April 29th. It's not, it will not. It will happen on draft night or after later in the offseason. If it is, Anthony Richardson falling in the first round of the draft. Well, by the way, the uh, eight, draft night's April 27th. So okay, the 27th yeah. then. The, the, the so. Thursday, Thursday the 27th, April 27th. Mark it down your calendars. Sam, we're going to be alive. That uh, is as soon yep. as I could see the Titans making a move at quarterback. Like, they will not commit one way or another to or against Ryan Tannehill until then. If Anthony Richardson falls and he's somebody they feel highly on, that could be their opportunity to move. If Will Levis drops and he's somebody they are high on, that could be an opportunity to move. After the draft, assuming the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes are still going on mm -hmm. and there's still an opportunity for them to make a move on him then, it would benefit them to make those moves after the draft. 
So uh, I think they are still getting a feel for what could be presented to them, what options they like or don't like. And Ryan Tannehill is, I guess, the penciled in starter right now, but uh, he's not written in pen. That's what I would say. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, I think because right now there is no obvious, this guy is a better option than Ryan Tannehill. There's just too many. And they might have a guy that's a better option than Ryan Tannehill, but you don't know if he'll be there. Like they might love Anthony Richardson and what he brings to the table uh, as an athlete and a playmaker and what he can do in an offense that has, you know, uh, that prioritizes the run game and and how they see themselves building around him. But uh, you don't know if that's realistic for you or not, because you'd hate to, you know, get yourself down a river of saying, well, we're moving on from Ryan to go get a young quarterback and then having the guy that you want gone in the first four picks. So mm-hmm. you are at the mercy of the league. You have to see how the rest of this cycle plays itself out. You might be left making a move based on what everybody else does. Oh, and by the way, we talked earlier this week about uh, what they could do with Ryan Tannehill in terms of trade partners. You have to see where those teams are at after yeah. the draft as well before that's a realistic option. Yeah, I mean, if you remember, uh, maybe a month ago, uh, time is a weird situation right now, but maybe a month ago is when the New York Jets trade option kind of floated out, and that kind of opened it. We're like, oh, we never really thought about that, of what Tannehill's trade market would be. And so, uh, Lemetrius says they basically on the fence about Ryan Tannehill. I mean, kind of. I mean, it, it's not. I don't like, think. I, I don't think they're on the fence at all. I think they know what he is. They know how they feel about him. Now it's a wait and see on if they can get something better. I agree, and and it's the interesting aspect is the is the going into last year of Tannehill's contract, and like we know, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, show this graphic that we're going to continue to have uh, here in the holster on. Ryan Tannehill's financial situation that if if you keep him you save zero and you pay him 36 and a half million dollars on the salary cap if you flat out cut him before June 1st you save 17.8 million dollars if you trade Ryan Tannehill then the other team will pick up that 27 million in his base salary for this upcoming season and you would expect you would expect uh that team in a trade to probably extend Tannehill's contract once they acquire him and so I think that is the kind of the the interesting you know domino or nugget or what nuance to this situation is the Titans have some flexibility because of the last year the contract and that they can do whatever they think is the best but they have the ability to be patient with it and, and wait to see what comes to them because they don't need to be aggressive uh, when it comes to Ryan Tannehill's situation you have him he's yours you're comfortable with it. You know you can win games with him healthy. So it's just, you know, is there a better option? So, uh, Sam, anything to add to that before we, we flip gears? Because I've no, got yeah, some, I, I, I think got, we're both I think we're both on the same page here, but I, I, I think that this is the important nuance to keep in mind when you're like just looking at this Titans quarterback situation. I think too many people are trying to put them in a box one way or another. Well, do they like Ryan? Do they not like Ryan? Are they are they go- getting younger or staying competitive? Uh, and I think the true answer is somewhere in the middle where they're trying to do both at the same time. Uh, and so you have to get better at wide receiver. You have to get better around the quarterback position. And then, of course, uh, even if it's not a rookie, the Lamar Jackson thing is a completely different conversation, which we will have tomorrow. Yep. I will be writing about today on AtoZsports.com on what it would take for the Titans to get the former NFL MVP Ooh. in two-tone blue and Ooh. kind of what that would look like. Ooh, I like that. Uh, Tiffany says, good morning, gents. Sorry you're late. Uh, no worries. No worries. Uh, welcome in to the show here. And then uh, I, did, I did see this. Uh, where'd it go? Oh, Titanium Titan says, J. Robin is contracts. Now, I, you know, yes, you can say John Robinson in those contracts for a lot of different Titans who are under contract or Titans who have – uh, been cut this offseason by Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel. But honestly, like the, the Ryan Tannehill contract is not that bad. You know, it, well, what made it more difficult was the restructure that Ryan Tannehill got to allow for Julio Jones to be acquired uh, a couple of years ago that made it more expensive than it would have been. 
But Ryan Tannehill's contract that John Robinson gave him after the AFC Championship run was a very good quarterback contract for the Titans. And it allows them to have this flexible opportunity this offseason going into the last year. Well, and this is the good thing about the National Football League for owners and teams is the non-guaranteed contract format allows you to, yes, sometimes get, you know, basically trapped by contracts, but for the most part, you can get out of them and get out of your cap trouble pretty quickly. I mean, I just pulled this up right now while you were speaking, Austin, over the cap as of right now. Uh, the Titans currently are projected to have $127 million in cap space for next season. Like that is how many players are under contract. (laughs) Fair, right? It's not a lot, but but that's on purpose too, right? Especially the guys that ran assigned this off season. Right. So that's the reason why you have so much money available is because you have very limited guys under contract. But I think that is again, by design where, if you're Rand Carthon right now, this season, you can kind of do whatever you want to try and set yourself up best for next season, whether that's Ryan Tannehill or somebody else. Um, but your money is going to become available. So like, I don't, I hear this with the Lamar Jackson thing all the time, which again, I will be writing about later today, but these contracts do not have to have that big old cap hit on the first year of the contract. You know, you can put that, next year, the year after, when more money is available. And then you are now building a roster around that contract already being in place instead of trying to fit it into your current cap constraints. Yeah, uh, I did see uh, Pastor Raymond Little says, Rand is going to go get Trey Lance. Actually, we will have an article later on this week about how Trey Lance could impact the Titans' quarterback situation but it doesn't have to as much to do with Trey Lance so uh we'll be uh keep an eye out for that and that's uh, I'll I'll tease that you teased us with your piece about Lamar saying I'll throw one right back at you with something that uh you actually don't even know about yet but uh, yeah this but I'll, first I'll loop time you I'm in. hearing of that I'll, I'll loop you in after the show. <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll loop you in after the show Evan and I were working on this uh, yesterday so we'll talk about that uh maybe later on in the week um, overall. So uh, I do have Nathaniel's super chat that I'm going to get to, but it goes along with uh, where we are going next with this conversation. And that is the two mocks that were projected to the Titans this week. We have first the trade up for Will Levis at number eight. This is coming from Pro Football Focus's Brad Spielberger has the Titans sitting number 11 and a second rounder this year, 41 and next year's second to Atlanta for the number eight overall pick. And uh, Spielberger says that Chicago at nine and Philly at 10 are prime trade down spots. So Tennessee isn't jumping ahead of a quarterback needy team. It's trying to box out and rebound outside of new England, Washington, and Tampa, who we all talked about on Monday when it came to quarterback desperate teams to go get Will Levis. There's also this mock coming in from ESPN's Mike Tannenbaum on Tuesday, having the Titans sitting at 11 and taking Anthony Richardson quarterback out of Florida at 11th overall, maybe dropping a little bit. Tannehill turns 35 years old in July. Early returns on Malik Willis haven't been encouraging. Uh, The Titans make a lot of sense for Richardson, compelling upside, but needs more time to develop. And with Tennessee, wouldn't have to rush in with Tannehill under contract for a year. So this would have Tannehill staying. Uh, for another year in that situation. So here's the question we want to ask you guys now. Which quarterback would you prefer the Titans draft? We're just going to keep it to these two, Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. Which of the two quarterbacks we just showed on the screen would you prefer the Titans draft? Would it be Will Levis from Kentucky or Anthony Richardson from Florida to SEC uh, East products? But first, let me tell you guys, uh, about our great friends at the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever uh, you get hurt in life, whether it's just life in general, walking around, you fall, you bump into something, you're just getting old and things start to break down, you need someone you can trust to get that right again to continue to live your long and healthy life. And the Bone and Joint Institute, they have that for you. They've got the specialists there in Franklin uh, to make you get right back to health. And they do it all in convenience for you under one roof. Uh, So make sure 
your son or daughter getting hurt playing youth sports, college sports, and in real sports, uh, rec sports after uh, after school, they can take care of them as well with their sports orthopedics program. Uh, so check them out right there at bet. I'm sorry, at boneandjointtn.org. Listen, today is the day to get with the King of Sportsbooks. They're powering today's show. It is BetMGM. And if you sign up using the uh, sign-up code ATOZ Sports, you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So uh, you can get access to uh, live betting options, parlay selection features, player props, daily boosted odds specials. You've got all of it at BetMGM. So go ahead. Get the BetMGM app, sign up using that code. That's A-T-O-Z Sports and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older, uh, all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance for problem gambling support. Call the Tennessee Red Line 800-889-9789. All right, here live on this Wednesday. Maybe we can have a competition with a magic bucket of uh, who can say the BetMGM disclosure cleaner and faster between me and Sam. I've got a lot more reps. I've got a lot more reps for that. Yeah, I did the alphabet well, but you've got that. You've got that thing down like an auctioneer, man. You you have it memorized. Yeah, they did change it uh, in January, which really made me have to rethink some things in my brain. But anyway, all right, let's get to this again. Which of these two quarterbacks recently mocked the Titans would you prefer in the draft? We've got right here, we've got the Will Levis projection from Pro Football Focus uh, where the Titans move up a few spots to number eight with Atlanta to get Will Levis, and that gives up this year's second and next year's second. Uh, And then you've got Anthony Richardson, the Titans staying at eleven. Uh, to get Richardson, who by every metric was the most athletic quarterback and really the most athletic NFL combine participant in the history of the NFL combine with how he tested. So there is that. So I'll Sam, I'll send you back to the chat. Uh, what do you think? What do the chat think about which of these two quarterbacks they would prefer in the draft? Now, again, I better not see Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud comments. Yep. This is under the assumption that the first and second overall pick are going to be Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. So this is potentially a quarterback that falls out of that top four or five picks, and the Titans can either get it 11 or uh, maybe jump a few spots and go get one. So Anthony Richardson or Will Levis. Uh, let's see. We've got... Richardson from Bama Brad and Mr. Jones is already in wanting Hendon Hooker breaking the rules of the game right off the bat here. Oh, William Young wants Richardson. Troy Anderson says AR Anthony Richardson. Tyler Ross says Richardson. Daff says Richardson. Lemetrius says Richardson, not even close. Anthony Richardson, he's a Rand Carthon guy, says Steven. Uh, how, how is he a Rand Carthon guy? Just because they both went to Florida? Perhaps uh, I I would assume that that's what he's going for. Yeah, there but because Rand Carthon is... played at Florida under Ron Zook, who is several head coaches and several athletic directors removed from the University of Florida. I don't doubt that Rand's got connections to Florida, but I wouldn't read too deep into that. All right, uh, let's see. We've got another call for Hendon Hooker to be the draft. We've got a lot of neither's and nope's here. We got uh, Craig saying Richardson. Xavier saying AR. I think he has more upside. David Brown wants Levis. Uh, Albert Martin says Anthony Richardson. Joey says Richardson. Jermel says Richardson. Uh, Paulie D says Kentucky guy. Will Levis. Uh, Ed Rogers wants AR 15. Anthony Richardson. Uh, Kalman says uh, he wants Richardson. Stephen King says Richardson. Um, neither both are duds, says JR. Uh, Steven Rodriguez says Will Levis 24 7. Alonzo says Richardson, Darius Richardson, Jacob and Dylan both on Richardson. Titanium Titan with the UK with the UK profile picture says Will Levis. Uh, so no shocker there. Pistol no. Ramsey says neither one, but if so, Richardson. Same with Chris, same with Brad, same with Hunter. Nate's on Will Levis. Uh, Nick has Will Levis saying Richardson barely had a 50% completion percentage in college. Orlando is on Will Levis. Uh, Clayton says neither, but I would say Richardson due to athleticism. Mike Jones is on neither. 
Uh, so guys on Levis, Jamar's on Richardson, Austin. I think I know your answer to this. You do. You probably, don't, you probably don't like either one of these guys because uh, you you these, think you okay. I'm just this curious. is hilarious for me to just sit back and watch like largely a fan base comprised of Tennessee Volunteers fans having to decide whether they want the Kentucky or Florida quarterback. That's so, pretty. That's pretty I, entertaining. I, I do think like, and I've heard I heard you on the Tighten Up podcast with Jack a few weeks ago. Uh, talking about the crossover between Titans and Vols. There is a big crossover between Titans and Vols fans, but it's not like as big of a percentage as I think you feel like it is. That's, especially that on the internet. true, but I yeah, feel it, it. it. There is there is one, but I also think Titans fans who are also Vols fans understand what Tennessee players are in the NFL and what Tennessee players have been with the Titans. And also know that hey, Javon Curse came from Florida and was absolutely a no pun intended freak, uh, and that the Titans have drafted players or got had players out of all types of different uh, schools like Alabama with Derrick Henry and have loved it. Or Wesley Woodyard, how about a Kentucky Wildcat that's done a lot of good things with the Tennessee Titans like Wes did? Uh, Bud Dupree, maybe not so much. So look, it, it, I don't think it matters. Is it a good? marketing idea would it be good for the titans to be able to have a tennessee vol to market like that sure but uh, i don't think it it matters when it comes to the quarterback my answer sam on this is i would rather have will levis than anthony richardson i honestly don't give a damn about anthony richardson's broad jump anthony richardson's high jump Anthony Richardson's unbelievable times. Like I think with quarterbacks, you need to have an athletic threshold. And as long as your athletic ability is above that threshold, then it's fine. Like good. But like the fact that he is like one of the most elite athletes who has tested at the combine doesn't mean anything towards playing quarterback in the NFL. It's cool. He could make some incredible plays. And I think we've seen him make incredible plays. Uh, the Utah game several times this past year. He had a great game against Tennessee uh, in Knoxville last season. But again, like I don't care about the elite aspect of athleticism. He's uh, he's plenty athletic. Will Levis is also very much plenty athletic. And so, what's the difference in Levis and Richardson? I do think Will Levis is more NFL ready to play now. I think Will Levis, while maybe he has a slightly lower ceiling than Anthony Richardson, his floor is so much higher than, uh, than Anthony Richardson. So I would rather have Will Levis than Anthony Richardson. I think if I go ranking these four quarterbacks, I'd go Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, one, a one B flip a coin. I like both of them. Then I would go Levis. And then I would drop down a bit and go Anthony Richardson if I was picking a quarterback in the first round. Uh, I am very much in the other camp here. I okay. am an Anthony Rid. I'm an Anthony Richardson advocate, big time. I actually disagree pretty heavily with the notion that uh, Will Levis has a higher floor than Anthony Richardson. I think Anthony Richardson has a higher floor by a mile, and the reason why is because of the athleticism, which I do care about. You have seen players in today's NFL, uh, namely uh, Lamar Jackson and my guy in Chicago, Justin Fields, that have been able to been able to take over games with their legs. Like, I don't care how you move the football down the field as long as you move it down the field. And the one thing I know I'm getting out of Anthony Richardson is an explosive runner that can take over a game with his speed and athleticism from the quarterback position. So, yeah, there are things that the Titans prioritize in quarterbacks that they have said publicly, things like accuracy, poise, anticipation. Uh, I think Anthony Richardson's very poised. Uh, he is not the most accurate or anticipatory passer. Neither is Will Levis, if we're going to be uh, quite frank about it. But at least I know that this guy has a, a phenomenal build with some poise and just athleticism that can change a game. That, to me, at the very least has him as a productive quarterback in the NFL. And if he figures out how to uh, patch up some of his anticipation and uh, accuracy issues that he showed at Florida, 
then he becomes a generational type of talent that can really take over the league. So uh, I, yeah. I am all in. Like, I really like Anthony Richardson, and I was not sold on him coming out of Florida. But the more that I, I have seen of him both showcasing his arm strength um, and obviously his game-changing athleticism, I, like it, it can't be overlooked. So do you like the – let's just – I'm going to ask you this pretty directly. Do you like the idea of this from, from Mike Tannenbaum or the Titans – if Richardson falls, the Titans take him at 11. I'm not, you know, I don't think he's going to fall to 11. Uh, I, you know, so I guess a two-parter. Do you like the idea of this, Anthony Richardson at 11? Do you like the idea of the Titans maybe moving up to eight for Anthony Richardson if he falls there? Like, how do you feel about that aspect of this? You can like Anthony Richardson as a prospect, but do you like him as a prospect for the Titans to draft in the first round? I do not like the idea of the Titans moving up for a quarterback unless it is one of the, unless it's CJ Stroud. I, I have been very, like, I think he's the best quarterback in the draft. I don't think it's particularly close. I I would take CJ Stroud. I'd run to the podium to take him over Bryce young. And I think the Houston Texans frankly are quite silly for letting them get, letting themselves get jumped by a team who's now going to take CJ Stroud and leave them with Bryce Young at number two overall, in my opinion. But uh, I do like Anthony Richardson for the Titans in this year's draft because Mm. I believe nothing is more important than getting the quarterback position right. And if the Titans can do that in this year's draft, they need to. So whether that is him playing behind Ryan Tannehill for one more year or just throwing him into the fire this year, letting him learn and develop with potentially Derrick Henry in the backfield alongside him. I'm not sure what that looks like, but I believe in the prospect. And if Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthon like him enough too to draft him in the first round, I like him even more. So yeah, give me Anthony Richardson in the first round. I I think you're starting to see that this is how uh, the NFL is moving these athletic QBs having a second dimension to their game that are not just mobile enough to pick up a first down when they need to, but mobile enough to break out a 75 yard touchdown run makes offenses so much more explosive than you would think. And you rely on your offensive line a lot less and wide receiver separation a lot less because you're always thinking about the guy under center. Um, Will Levis's ceiling is Josh Allen, right? I mean, that's the, that's the fit. Well, I mean, that's the physical comp for the big arm, big guy that has had college accuracy issues and played behind a bad offensive line, but can throw the ball 75 yards and and just has a huge physical stature. That is the, the comp for what you hope he develops into being. Now, Josh Allen took a lot of nurturing and development to get to that point. I think Anthony Richardson's ceiling, if he figures out the passing element of his game, is not something we've seen yet. I, I think, I think Anthony Richardson's ceiling is Josh Allen, and and now and as Chris Frazier says, Josh Allen is elite. I Anthony I think, Richardson's a lot faster and way more athletic than Josh Allen, who's a freak athlete in his own nature. Yeah, but if you're, I'm, I'm talking about from the the passing angle, like Anthony Richardson. Um, I just don't know if I trust the ability to develop from a passing standpoint for Richardson because of what we've seen not work um, in the NFL from that. Like Lamar Jackson, like people are saying like Lamar Jackson was this unbelievable athlete, but he also won a Heisman trophy. Like Lamar Jackson was way different and way more productive in college than both of these dudes. Right. And and it worked for the Baltimore Ravens. They moved back up in the 32nd overall pick in the first round, that draft to get Lamar Jackson, who was the sixth quarterback taken in that draft, and it worked. And now they got to figure out their other situation. I just and and Jeff Rubel says Lamar was way more accurate. Yeah. Lamar was an absolute like like prime time ticket and prime time viewing spot to watch at Louisville when he was there and won the Heisman Trophy and did it by himself. Like Louisville didn't have a ton of talent. Like Kentucky doesn't have a ton of talent. This era of Florida is not what we expect from Florida. Typically. I just don't think I trust that Anthony Richardson will 
put all those ifs together. And I, I think Will Levis is more of a ready guy right now. And Will Levis battled through injuries. Now their numbers from this past season are very identical from a passing standpoint, but you have to take into account of Will Levis's lack of weapons, lack of protection, and just his, his injuries that he had over the season where Anthony Richardson was healthy and had better surrounding pieces than Levis did. And they were still about the same. And I just, I just don't think Anthony Richardson is a smart pick for this team right now. I think, yeah, I think so. Those are good points, right? Because both Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields and these guys that I've used as like comps for uh, potentially what Anthony Richardson's transition into the NFL looks like in terms of an athleticism standpoint, those are guys that were prolific passers at the college level that have then uh, used their legs a little bit more since going pro um this is a point though like bork says that sam just casually say if ar figures out how to be a quarterback no i i don't believe i did say that i said if he figures out the passing element of his game and this is deal, though right but so this is my point and maybe i'm just like the hot take on this one I think how the definition of how to be a quarterback and how to play quarterback is evolving and changing and sitting back in the pocket and making like a, a throw in between two safeties and threading a needle and, and anticipating a defense while is a, a good trait to have. Yes. At the NFL level, of course, uh, I don't think is the end all be all for how to play quarterback in today's league. You are going to need somebody, like I said, who can move the ball by any means necessary. And what we have seen is one, a good scheme and good wide receivers can get open and a quarterback's job becomes that much easier, but what can they do with the ball in their hands? So I, I don't think that a guy's ability to sit back and, and pass is the only uh, a pass with an extreme accuracy is the only factor for how to be a quarterback in today's NFL. And I think as the years go by, that's going to continually adapt and change and it will be the guys who are athletic enough to do something on their own that will continue to excel that's my opinion i think on the i think, I think justin team. fields is i think justin fields is making you drink that kool-aid uh right now uh, as a chicago bear fan well, and native I, but why not like i mean but, because I, like, it like how sustainable is it right because justin fields was had a phenomenal year running the football but the bears were still the worst team in the sport uh, and not all because and for of the last Fields, nine that. weeks, the bears had the highest ranking offense in the sport. I, 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 I understand that points a game. So I, yeah, I mean, I, like if you can score points, I don't really care how you do it. And Lamar Jackson's a prime example of somebody who has been, you know, ripped for his inability to pass. He hasn't been given wet weapons at the professional level. Uh, even somebody like Jalen hurts, who was a, a, an athlete first that they questioned his passing accuracy and ability was given elite weapons around him and has found a way to incorporate some big plays into a run first run heavy offense and yes. they're dangerous but Jalen Hurts did a very good job of developing his game as a passer which I don't think I think Jalen Hurts has been the outlier when it's come to that uh recently of developing that much as a passer quickly uh, it, a couple of super chats here. Kane says he goes with Richardson easily. Uh, can you imagine the plays a team can come up with, with Anthony Richardson and Willis on the field together? Crazy possibilities. I mean, okay. yeah, I, I guess well, uh, I, don't, I don't, I'm not down on the two quarterbacks on the field thing. Yeah. We saw I mean, enough, this is not, this is not flag football where you can play in a men's league flag football uh, league and, and have th a three quarterback flag football system. If anybody's familiar with that, Eric, uh, another lunch money says Richardson is like getting a, a, a car from Wilson County Hyundai and Levis is like getting a car from a hole in the wall of dealership. So Eric goes uh, with uh, Anthony Richardson saying, what were you going to say? Well, I think this is a point. Like I believe this, I know you might not, but Valentino says no, Austin, he just has got weapons. That is really what I believe about Jalen hurts as well. Like I, I think Jalen hurts did grow. Yes. I have been a Jalen Hurts believer since day one. I wanted everybody in on him in the first round of that draft, and they did not. And uh, 
I pulled out the receipts during the NFC championship game of me saying like, remember this pick by the Eagles, he'll be playing in the Super Bowl for them someday. Um, so I, I was a big Jalen Hurts fan at the time, but I think what they showed you is if you can protect a quarterback and you can get them wep- get him weapons downfield, you can mask a lot of a guy's imperfections as a uh, pinpoint accurate passer in the league. Yeah. So his ability to make plays, make the right throw at the right time, uh, and then just like do things himself to be a threat with the ball in his hands has proven to be more dangerous for him. So I think the biggest part of his development was Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown becoming a part of that offense. All right, Nathaniel says, uh, another uh, lunch money says, draft the top QB, release Tannehill. If QB doesn't produce this year as a rookie to the liking, and the record is bad. Draft the dog next year with a good backup. And that's you're taking a lot of swings right there, Nathaniel. And then Nathaniel also adds uh, that he sees it this way: if a top quarterback is there, uh, take him, including Hooker in the second round. Then trade Tannehill after June first and add pieces with the money. So I think Nathaniel's going all in on the try to find a quarterback at whatever cost necessary. And so, you know, I don't think you should take a quarterback with your first and your second round pick uh, in the same draft. I think, you know, Washington did it interesting uh, several years ago, over 10 years ago when they took, uh, you know, RG3 number two and took Kirk Cousins in the fourth round and they had a quarterback there. But, you know, I'll say this on the Hendon Hooker situation. I would rather draft Hendon Hooker 41st overall than I would Anthony Richardson in the first round. I see that like, and I like Hendon Hooker, but that doesn't make sense to me for the reason, like, I don't think you can take too many swings at quarterback. Like, I, I think you have to get the position right. And if that means taking a guy this year and it doesn't work and you give him another chance next year and it doesn't work, then you have to draft another guy, then that's what you have to do. But uh, like, I don't believe in doing like the half hearted. We're going to draft a guy in the second or third round and hope that maybe this is the guy I'd rather swing and miss than take one looking. Yeah. You have to take swings. And I don't think Malik Willis is, he was a swing. I think he was a miss. I don't think he's a, uh, a starter in the NFL uh, in the foreseeable future. So, you know, you, you do have to figure some things out when it comes to that. But again, we, you know, we're going over and, and I think it was Damon asked, why are we talking just Levis and just Richardson uh, to wrap up here? That's because pro football focus is Brad Spielberger has a Titans mocked moving up to eight to get Will Levis out of Kentucky uh, trading with the Falcons. And then ESPN's Mike Tannenbaum has the Titans taking Anthony Richardson out of Florida at number 11, both of those mock drafts came out Monday and Tuesday, respectively. Uh, and so, you know, all this quarterback buzz is happening. And to go back to the very beginning of the show, Mike Vrabel saying like, yeah, I'd love to have Ryan Tannehill as a starter in September. But, you know, I learned last year, you can't just say things like that in the spring about something that could happen in the fall. So, uh, you know, that's kind of the, the entirety of this is that there's a lot of conversation around the Titans at quarterback, whether it's draft picks or whether it's Lamar Jackson that we'll talk more about tomorrow on a Thursday. Um, And then Ryan Tannehill is still currently penciled in on this roster uh, with a pretty big cap hit. So any uh, last conversation thoughts about this here today, Sam? No, I mean, I think we covered it all, right? I I think that the Titans, and this has been the story of the whole offseason, are just in a very unique position kind of being able to adapt and move based on what the rest of the league tells them to do. Um, So we might not get the answers to this, like I said, until April 27th draft night. Um, But when the first round comes along and Anthony Richardson is available at pick number eight, you're going to find out pretty quickly about what the Titans think uh, of Ryan Tannehill and what they think of some of these QB prospects and, potentially what they think of Lamar Jackson. So this is going to be a situation that keeps us on the edge of our seats and uh, will no doubt produce a lot more of like interesting quotes and storylines to follow as the offseason plays itself out. All right, Sam, let's wrap up this uh, Wednesday show with throwing shade again. We'll talk about Lamar Jackson. That's our plan, at least for right now. 
We're talking about Lamar Jackson and some comments on ESPN uh, from earlier in the week about he and the Titans uh, potentially there. We'll get to that tomorrow and also have Sam's article uh, for later on today on a to z sports.com, but it's time to throw some shade. So get your shade in the chat. We'll get to it here in a second, but first let me tell you guys about farm bureau health plans. You can get better with farm bureau health plans. They can help you out with all the resources they've had over the last 75 plus years, helping Tennesseans find the right health coverage and the right plans for you, for your family, for your situation. They can help you out. It's senior citizens out there that need uh, that extra care, uh, as they enter that stage of life, Farm Bureau Health Plan specializes uh, in that. So check them out, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. If you're a young adult trying to enter the young adult professional world, maybe you're trying to start your entrepreneurial journey and you're self-employed and you're like, holy crap, uh, that other uh, option for my health coverage is very expensive and I don't really get a lot. Well, Farm Bureau Health Plans can help you out not be super expensive and get a lot more. Zach Bingham did that uh, just a year or so ago, saved 20% on his health coverage and got better coverage. Now he gets uh, contacts. He gets uh, dentist uh, cleanings uh, included in that where he did not before, and he's paying 20% less every month for it. So they can help you out like that. It's very easy to do it fbhp.com slash atoz that's farm bureau health plans fbhp.com slash atoz today's show is powered by betmgm the king of sports books and if you sign up using the sign up code atoz sports you see it down there the bonus code atoz sports you can get up to one thousand dollars back on your first bet if your first bet doesn't win. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. When you bet with BetMGM, it was a reason I use them, the reason Austin uses them, there's a reason Zach uses them, and we uh, like to have some fun with BetMGM because when you sign up, you get access to a wide selection of live betting options, uh, daily boosted odds specials, par- uh, parlay selection features, player props, all of it. So uh, get Make every game and every play mean that much more with BetMGM and BetMGM.com, the king of sports books. Uh, take it away. Hey, throwing shade on this Wednesday. Get your shade in there. We do this um, every Wednesday. And I, I do think, uh, you know, today's shade, I need to say and set a precedent with it. Let's keep it. Um, respectful. I know just the last, you know, two and a half days, um, and especially in Nashville, there has been a lot of people hurting and feeling things. And so let's try to keep our shade light and fun. Uh, cause the point of throwing shade is the inconveniences in life that kind of bother you that aren't that big of a deal that we can have fun with. Uh, so, um, throw some, throw in some shade. So, uh, guys get your shade here in the chat. Mr. Jones starts us off. Shade on the draft experts pushing trash QBs just because they have a good workout. I mean, I don't, I think it's, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think NFL draft experts are trying to do a job that's very difficult to do, even from the NFL general managers and the NFL scouts. And so I I just think evaluating quarterbacks is one of the harder things to do when it comes to pro sports evaluation. So, uh, but there's uh, Mr. Jones shade. Uh, right there on that. So, uh, Sam, what is your shade uh, today on this Wednesday? I have two shades. Okay. Uh, so the first one, this is my original shade that I thought of because uh, this is the daily struggle for me. I'm going to throw shade at the YMCA of Green Hills. Okay. Because that that is uh, the gym that I get my workouts in at, where I try and do some recovery in at, get a good sweat at. And uh, if anybody else is familiar with the YMCA of Green Hills, over the last like six months or so, they've transitioned to a new renovation model that the sauna at the gym facility is probably no bigger than like this little box that surrounds my desk here. And it is a co-ed facility-wide sauna that probably seats about four people, if we're going to be honest. And it just annoys me every day. It only gets up to like 145 degrees, so it doesn't even really reach full sauna temperatures. And it it just it isn't, it isn't what I signed up for. It isn't what I need. So shade on the YMCA of Green Hills. And uh, my second 
shade here. This this is one I feel really strongly about as well. Shout out to all the haters uh, of uh, the of mid majors and mid major madness and shade and shame on them because Austin, we are on the verge of the first ever college basketball triple crown. And if you don't know what I'm referring to, I'm referring to uh, the lovely Conference USA, which had the University of Charlotte win the CBI, has uh, both UAB and North Texas in the championship game of the NIT, and Florida Atlantic in the final four of the NCAA tournament. It would be the first time in the history of college basketball that the same conference has won all three postseason tournaments. So shout out and shade on the mid-major haters because Conference USA is doing something special this March. Now FAU has a lot to do to uh to get that right i'm riding with fau man i'm riding with i want i want the triple crown give me jelly walker and uab in the nit championship game i do like my north texas mean green as well i do support them but i give me uab give me charlotte give me fau let's sweep the whole thing and then leave uh, like the acc and the sec and all these power conferences uh just in shambles notice i didn't mention the big 10 there you go. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, I was going to ask you before I get to my shade, what is the appropriate uh, sauna temperature? Cause I, I'm not, I'm not like, sure. Well, I like it. at like 190 It okay. is like where I prefer my son, like 185 to 190. Uh, but it has to be over 175 to really start getting the juices flowing. But yeah, one, 145, 150, it just doesn't cut it. And I've been very underwhelmed by by the sauna temperatures. But there you go. Uh, I am. Yeah. Well, I'm I probably the only it. one that cares. So, well, you know, that's it's, it's your again, that's what Dawn Shade's for. It's, it's for what you care about that's driving you crazy and bothering you right now. My shade, Sam, is on a specific outlet that is continuing to dump on the women's NCAA tournament. And so I saw this and I, and the, the name of the outlet starts with an O that's all I'm going to say. Um, and they started by saying this, um, you know, last week at one point by showing that ESPN.com has their number one article spot on their website was about the women's NCAA tournament on ESPN.com last week. And they talked about how ridiculous that was and nobody cares, but ESPN's pushing the women's uh, NCAA tournament. Well, what do you know? When it comes out that Iowa beating Louisville in the women's NCAA tournament drew more viewers than any NBA game on ESPN all season, showing that people and ESPN viewers do watch and do care about the women's NCAA tournament, this outlet spun it in such a dirty way to say, no, this just proves that people love basketball, but don't want to watch the NBA because it's woke. Like that is the most ridiculous double down, triple down on a stupid narrative that you can go with. And I think it's so dumb and it's so just gross and made me cringe this morning when I saw that. You know, it was a top story in ESPN.com because it was the top story of the day, right? That makes yeah. sense. Like there's an algorithm that goes with that, that shows what people are interested in. That's why they put it there. Uh, and then by saying, oh, more people watch that women's game than any NBA game on the same network all year. I mean, come on, guys. That's just so ridiculous. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, if it's not something you're interested in, don't watch. I mean, but like, and I've, I'm not, you know, an avid, you know, women's college basketball fan. I don't watch a ton of them, but uh, I was kind of excited for that game. And it's mainly because, you know, the NCAA and both of those programs, Louisville and uh, Iowa have done a tremendous job of marketing their big players. And I was like, Haley Van Lith versus Caitlin Clark. That's fascinating. And that's fun. I kind of want to like, see what happens there. And, I mean, Caitlin Clark also had like, I think 41 point triple double, like, and yes. was shooting like 70% from the floor. So she just, 
uh, I've seen her highlight tape of I'm just like, she can shoot it from anywhere. It's probably going in. But yeah, it's one of those games. It was a very like cool, fun game with two star players that are, uh, you know, big stories uh, in college sports in general right now. So yeah, it should be on the, the front page of ESPN. So that was my story. <laughs> I respect it. I respect right. it. That's my shade on this Wednesday. So, hey, great show here on this Wednesday talking Titans quarterback buzz. We will continue that quarterback buzz uh, by most likely discussing Lamar Jackson uh, and the latest around him tomorrow when it comes to the Tennessee Titans and a certain ESPN analyst saying, yeah, that's, that makes a lot of sense right there. But before you head out, make sure you give that show a like. Like the show before you go. That thumbs up. We'd appreciate that greatly if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube. I guarantee there are more people watching right now than have actually hit that thumbs up like button. So do it for us before you head out of here. And we'll see you guys tomorrow morning on a Thursday. Buck Rising Live today, 615 sessions at 2 p.m. Central. And then later on, Buck will be live for A to Z Sports Primetime at 8 p.m. Central. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Appreciate it as always.